Hello, everyone. I am Mira Thermopolis, Princess of Genovia. Princess. Princess <laughs> of Genovia. I'm sorry. Amelia Mionet Thermopolis Rinaldi. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. And I am Lily Moskowitz, certified bestie from Princess Diaries. And you're listening to the Bicons Podcast. Me do. Ding ding. Our brand is burping and like bumping into the mic. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Just obnoxious. How's your day going? It's all right. Working from home for the first time in like two weeks, and I have to go back tomorrow. So, thoughts and feelings all on for today. Good. I'm kind of relaxed. I finally like watered my plants for the first time in two months. I like depression <laughs> killed them. And <laughs> that's such a thing. It's such a thing. My plants were suffering. And like, I'm like a certified plant mom and I'm usually very good with them. But half of my plants like fucking died and I had to like throw them away and I was like pruning them and. Oh, boy. But I watered them today, so hopefully they come back to life. I talked to them a little bit, apologized. <laughs> you have to play Mozart. Yeah. I'm still doing laundry for the f- another, again, for another time, for the first time in, like, two months. I'm doing laundry still. It's <laughs> so fucking uh, relatable. Anyway, how My was coffee- your day? <laughs> mm, good. It's good. I have chocolate cake, um, so it's good. It's been a busy morning for work and everything, but... I, I too, have depression killed my plant um, successfully. I have a coffee <laughs> plant, and I have resuscitated him from the brink of death. Oh, you resuscitated like 28 him. 28 times. I think this time he's done for, though. Yeah, my coffee plant was done so a little while ago. <laughs> yeah. He's done. He's... No, he's finished. Poor guy. I, like, killed him. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Okay, well... Why don't you uh, tell us about your Marvel journey before we start talking about today's movie? Oh, my Please God. Please enlighten us. Oh, my God. So I, um, prior to the last two months, I haven't watched Marvel movies, period. I, like, watched Ugh. Endgame and, like, Iron Man because I love Iron Man. And that mm-hmm. was, like, basically it. Oh, and Black Panther. We saw Endgame in theaters with our other best friend and sobbed. For like the straight two hours and 38 minutes, <laughs> and then just sat there for 20 minutes waiting for like an end credit scene that never came. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I cried so hard at Endgame. I can't physically handle Iron Man leaving. It's he's very my bad. favorite. He's my favorite. And it's like Thor's a close second, to be honest. I love Thor. We watched Thor Ragnarok last night, and it was my first time watching it, and it was it was amazing. Thor Ragnarok is like not only my favorite Marvel movie, it's like easily in my top five favorite movies of all time. <laughs> like, wow. It's well like my deserved. comfort movie. I've seen Thor Ragnarok easily 30 times. Easily 30 times. Wow. Wait, let's go. Wait, quickly. Can mm-hmm. we go over comfort movies? Like, what are your. Give me three comfort movies or like two or three. Okay, so Thor Ragnarok, um, Shrek 2. Shrek 2 is the better Shrek. Yeah, for sure. Superior. And um, there's a horror movie in there that I like watching. Oh. um, Is it As Above, So Below? Yes. As Above, So Below. I know it's like a a horror movie, but it's very comforting for me. I don't know why. 
You can tell a lot about someone based off their comfort movies. There's something, like, comforting, too, about, like, like As Above, So Below doesn't apply to this because it's, like, a, uh, like, found footage production. But, like, it doesn't matter to me how comforting – I mean, sorry. It doesn't matter to me how, like, chaotic – the movie or TV show is, or like how heavy the subject matter is. If the production is like smooth and the cinematography is like beautiful and the soundtrack's good, like that's soothing to me. Like Narcos, for instance, is like a really intense show and like there's a lot of like heavy shit, but it's so soothing because so the good. production is so smooth. I could rewatch it a thousand times. It is so good. What are your first com- Narcos comfort movies? I think my only comfort movie, damn, I think my only comfort movie is The Incredibles. Incredibles 1 and 2. That's two. I guess so. Two movies. That's kind of, that's a lame answer. No, it's not. That's like, that's all I've, that's all I've got. That Those are my two favorite movies yeah. to watch, like, when I'm, like, bored or sad or whatever. I love The Incredibles. Not much else. I don't really watch TV when I'm sad. That's all I do. <laughs> That's all I do is watch That's TV something. when I'm sad. Hey, I usually like put on like um, like Animal Crossing music, thirty <laughs> hours Animal Crossing music, and just lie in my bed. What are your plans for your neighborhood or your island? I'm sorry. I have big plans. I just started terraforming last week. Um, I'm very new. I'm very fresh to the Animal Crossing New Horizons, but I was an OG player mm-hmm. from Wild mm-hmm. World. Wow, nobody cares. Nobody asked. <laughs> um, but my aspired aesthetic is like european like city combined with like a new england like shoreline (laughs) island i'm gonna have like very um, dutch waterfalls yes oh my god yes like a nordic like beach town Mm -hmm. or something that's nice. oh my god and i'm like setting up like a little promenade with like stone bridge canals and like Coffee shops on the rocks next to the beach. I have big plans. And I'm, like, getting there. Yeah. It feels so good. I love it. I'm moving our houses by the beach, by the Mm. beach coffee shop. It's, oh, my God. If there was ever an opportunity to, like, take my consciousness and put it into an avatar in Animal Crossing, I would do it, no questions asked, and I would never come back out. Oh, my God, Black Mirror. That's another comfort. That's a comfort show of mine. I watch Black Mirror over and over again. Oh my That's god! That's a good one. Hey, yeah. White Christmas. That's the one Oof. you're talking about. Oof. Just take my consciousness and drop it into my Animal Crossing character. I swear <laughs> to God, I'd never come back. When I get Animal Crossing, because I am going to when I can afford it. After we like move and everything, I'm gonna get Animal Crossing, and my island is gonna look like a haunted estate. That's what I want. I want, like, Bly Manor level shit. Dark academia. Yes. Oh, I'm going for that, too. I named my island Askaban. Yeah. So it's like, I have to do dark academia as well. But there's also, like, white birch wood. And it's like, (laughs) I just, oh, my God. You have to. Instead of Bly Manor, I'm going to name it Bly Manor. I I regret the name of my island a little bit. I wish Mine. I named it something like different, like Smuggler's Bay or something crazy. Something you can't cute. change it. No, damn, you cannot change it. Which you know, <laughs> but wow, I fucking love Animal Crossing. You didn't know this, and this will be the last thing I say. But 
um, later on in the game, somebody like visits or something. Her name's Luna or something. I'm not far in the game at all, but um, you, she gives you like a special bed and you're able to sleep in the bed, but you enter in a dr- something called a dream code and it's someone's island code, like an actual person like you and me. And when you enter the code, you're obviously connected to the internet. You can visit that island in your dream. Oh my God. You're astral projecting in Animal Crossing. Exactly. Unreal. You can also get like Zodiac items like a Scorpio fucking lantern and bow and arrow and yeah. shit. And it's like these huge like marble sculptures. Anyways, I'm obsessed. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. There's so much I haven't seen. Like 80, yeah. 80 90% of the game I haven't experienced yet. Isn't that wild? I still have like a dying plant and a tent on your beach. <laughs> I'm trying to play after this, to be honest with you, if you want to play. One of these days for like uh, the bonus episode, the by the way episode, we should just go through our like Zodiac chart. <gasps> Why not do that next time? <clears throat> we could. We have to do it next week, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that would be cool. Just like read our shit. Oh, God, that's, that's going to be painful. I love talking about astrology. Astrology <laughs> special. That's cool. I like that. Anyway, what are we talking about today? We watched Rosamund Pike and Isa Gonzalez's I Care A Lot. Did you? So many people hated it. I thought it was cool. I really loved it. I thought it was eye-opening movie, and it was funny and, like, uh, infuriating and, like, satisfying. Yes. I really liked it. That's a good description. Yeah. Yeah, like, fucking unpopular opinion, sorry, but I think it was really good. And if you didn't yeah. like it, the point went over your head. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Literally. The point completely eluded you. You want to give us a you synopsis? Yes. Formal synopsis, here it goes. I Care A Lot is a smooth American psychological thriller starring Rosamund Pike as Marla Grayson and Isaac Gonzalez as her girlfriend, Fran. Just Fran. Mm. The whole story takes place in Massachusetts, where Marla is a court-appointed, quote-unquote, legal guardian over elders who supposedly cannot take care of themselves anymore, even though that's an exploitation and completely Mm -hmm. false, like they're actually fine, whatever. Um, She immorally, but somehow legally, traps them under her, quote-unquote, care. And her (laughs) latest victim, Jennifer Peterson, which is who the movie's centered on, has unexpected and threatening ties to the Russian Mafia. It's like amazing. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it's it's really uh, what I meant by like eye opening. And I saw an article that kind of related the two. Was it sort of coincides with the whole uh, Britney Spears conservatorship story, oh. and how a lot of people I don't think, including myself didn't really understand what a guardianship or because I think conservatorship is just the word for guardianship in California. I think they're interchangeable, at least from this article. I didn't know that. Um, And basically this movie kind of showed like how easy it is to put someone under a guardianship and how like horrible it is for the person that's being guarded and being cared, quote unquote cared for. Like Rosamund Pike's character, uh, Marla, pays off doctors, pays off senior home, um, like managers, pays off lawyers, mm-hmm. and goes Helps to an exploit. idiot judge and is able to do everything legally. She has targets, and she's like, "Oh, this person is rich, so no we're gonna family, yeah, we're gonna convince the court that this person can no. Lo- I'm gonna pay off this doctor to convince the court that this person can no longer care for themselves. The person." 
doesn't even have to be in the court because it's a quote-unquote emergency. So they don't have any representation. They don't have to be there. And somehow, without the person even knowing, their lives have been taken from them completely. It's insane. And then Marla and Fran come in and sell all the shit in their house, put their house on the market, pocket the shit, and make, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Pay themselves with that money. Yeah. How the fuck is that allowed? That has to be happening. I think it it was too easy. Yeah. And the same article that I read, like, there was this, um, this guy that was saying that, like, the first, like, half of the movie that, like, really focuses on the whole, like, guardianship legality thing, he was like, I couldn't have written it better myself. Like, this is exactly what happens. Like, I've witnessed this happen. And I, he said it was, like, an act of God to, like, see a really, like, mainstream um, example of this, of how this goes down and how it's completely legal. I think this movie brought into rotation those really, really big and threatening topics of, like, white feminism and capitalism and patriarchy and how white feminism feeds patriarchy and keeps it going further. Gaslight gatekeeps girl boss. (laughs) This was literally girl boss the movie. Yeah. Or literally Karen the movie. She's a Karen bro. It, it, it entraps you and, and you see this, like this white blonde, like powerful woman and it, and entraps you and like, almost makes you want to root for her because she's standing up to men and she's like, these men don't scare me. And like, I get what I want, but it is literally just like prime example. Number one of what white feminism is. Yeah. She has all the makings of a Karen. Like she has the sharp bob, the soul cycle subscription, like very white woman capitalist, like thin blonde feminine figure. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, her kindness is in, insincere as fuck yeah she's like power hungry and money hungry Mm -hmm. and calculating and it's all very akin to like conventional male masculinity like sorry you can't be a feminist and a capitalist it doesn't matter like and i think like her queerness even um like brings the point home even more like the white feminist point home even more because i think a lot of white feminists try to be like well, I'm oppressed because I'm a woman and a lesbian. Like, I I experience intersectionality. And so, like, you can't, like, you know, like, I know what I'm talking about. And it's like, if you, just because you experience intersections doesn't mean that you don't also experience privilege. And when you use that privilege to literally, in this movie, literally, like, technically, legally exploit people and steal from them... Yep. You're not a feminist. You're not a girl boss. You're a shitty psychopath. Yeah. She embodies capitalism and white feminism, like, because she's preying on the most vulnerable people, like, old people. Yeah. Most vulnerable. Either the poor or the elderly. And, like, it's the elderly. Yeah. She's just so, like unlikable throughout the whole thing even in the in a similar ish movie like wolf of wall street mm-hmm. i forget the main character's name right now me too <laughs> even that character that main character no he wasn't a hero like mar like marla wasn't a hero whatever yeah. whatever but it's a similar movie and he even he was a little likable yeah before he like you know went off the rails yes like before he went off the rails but yeah. there was no moment at all where marla was likable 
not even a single moment throughout the entire thing you kind of hated her because you you knew from the jump exactly what she was doing like it wasn't a secret it wasn't a reveal you knew from like the jump because the movie starts with like her in court with the son of one of her um one of the people who's like going off and like you see this man like go off at marla and you're like for like a split second you're like oh like that's so cool that she like you know, like, threatened him back and, like, wasn't intimidated by him. But you know exactly what she's doing. And, like, I think another reason a lot of people didn't like the movie was because they didn't like the ending. But I thought... Why wouldn't you like the ending? That needed to happen, in my opinion. And the fact that it was, like, the very first guy. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I kind of loved that. Yeah. Oh, that was so sad. But... A lot of people actually surrounding that guy, that one guy with the Nats cap on, he, people were saying that like, oh, because he was the one to kill her at the end, that's misogynistic because he was the same guy who in the beginning was like making really gendered insults. Like, I hope you get essayed, whatever, whatever. And those are very gendered insults. And she threw gendered insults back, sure. But I don't think that personally... I don't think that him killing her at the end had anything to do with, like, that misogyny that we saw yeah. be- in the beginning. Because I I genuinely believe it was because his mom died in there. Yeah. That's Both a feeling things he can, can have, be too. true. Like, yeah. he can be a misogynist, which obviously he was. And she can also, like, deserve what she had coming, you know? Like... Exactly. Do... I guess, do I think he would have done it if it was a man? Maybe not. But I also think a man wouldn't have been under as much scrutiny as she was. And, like, the son wouldn't have even the known. the same thing. Yeah. I don't I think... I think people hated this movie a little bit more than maybe they would if Marla was a man. Yeah. I hate to bring that up. But, no. like, Marla was unlikable, sure. But what about American Psycho? Right? Mm-hmm. He's a psychopath. He's Literally. killing people. Just like Marla is. Marla's still, like, killing people in a different way. Yeah. Um, they're both very powerful, they're both very manipulative, like, power-hungry, money-hungry, don't give a fuck about anyone else around them, very unlikable yeah. people. But people call um, American Psycho, and with Patrick Bateman, like, a masterpiece. Yeah. But then they rip on this movie. But he was an awful person with zero explanation, just like Marla. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think, like, to- This could have been just another typical Netflix action thriller. Yeah. If it was, if a, it man. was a man. yeah. I think another point to, like, the white feminism aspect of it, and I'm surprised that I'm getting so much of the, like, I don't even know if the white feminism part was, like, intentional because the movie was made by a man, but... Yeah, a white man. Yeah, but another thing that um, I think we both picked out was that, like, she... It's, like, a common thing where, like, white women try to be, like with, like, women of color try to be like, well, I experienced sexism, too, so, like, we're the same. And this kind of pointed out how, like, white femininity is not perceived the same and how, like, white women are, like, infantilized and can weaponize their femininity, unlike any other, like, women of color can't weaponize their femininity. And Marla did that. Marla got away with a lot of shit because she weaponized her femininity. She made herself look like a strong woman, even though she was doing horrific shit and she was writing it off as I'm just a powerful woman. Like you don't have like if I, and 
though she might be right, if she was a man, she wouldn't be like facing the same scrutiny, but she's using these like buzzwords that white feminists love to use to like try to get sympathy and get people on her side and like try to seem tough. Yeah. And she's like trying to be, you know, the hashtag girl boss. And it's yeah, she just- was trying so hard to be hashtag girl boss whole time. She's fighting tooth and nail to ruin another woman's life at the end of the day. Yeah. And you're so much like, oh, female empowerment, female empowerment. No, like you just like to, like you said, throw around the buzzword because patriarchy is working for you because yeah. you're a white rich lady. Yeah, literally. When white feminism is active under patriarchy, it can cannibalize itself. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what Marla like fell into. Yeah. She's attacked her own kind. She was going after women, women who are just living their lives yeah. and were successful. And it's like... And she put her female partner in danger. And don't get me wrong, like... Fran was in on it and like Fran was just as guilty for sure. But like there were so many times where Fran was like in danger and you got the impression that Marla cared about getting the money more than keeping like Fran safe. And like, she was always trying to convince Fran to just keep going. Like we're almost there. Fran got the shit beaten out of her by two men in her own home. So she was completely violated. And then they left her there to die. And she still went into business with Roman. Ugh. She still went into business with them. Yeah. I can't. I don't think the movie should have ended, like, any other way. Not necessarily in the, like, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Like, not necessarily the way she died, but, like, she... It couldn't have been a happy ending. Like, if it was a happy ending, it would have been so shitty it wouldn't have been happy if she won yeah because she would have just got away with everything and like that's really unsatisfying that's why i think it's satisfying because she didn't get away with it Mm -hmm. she had it all taken from her yeah the hate in this is like really gendered i know like even in the beginning altercation like i was saying like the guy was making gendered insults yeah sure and she was making them back and everything but like the fact that he was the one to kill her and he did it out of, like, avenging his mother. Yeah. Kind of. Um, I just feel like misogynists will say something misogynistic because they're fucked up in the head. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. They'll just say it it's because easy. they're trying to be hurtful. Yeah. I think, personally, I think they're too stupid to come up with something smarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, For like, sure. that pain he was feeling at the end, of course it was real. Of course he his was right mother, to kill her. Yeah, his mother died alone. That was not an inherently misogynistic act. It was satisfying. Yeah. And if they they hadn't killed her in literally the last minute of the movie, it would have just been another movie of like, oh, yeah, the bad guys win. Yeah. Yeah, the bad guys win. I think the message of, I think the calling out of like white feminism wouldn't have stood out unless the, ap- the ending happened the way it did. I think it would have been the reverse if she would have gotten away with it. Like, because she faced consequences for her actions, we were like, oh, just because you're a powerful woman doesn't mean you could do whatever you want. And if she Mm. wouldn't have faced any consequences, it was, the message would have been, you can be as horrible as you like and get away with it and still be powerful. Literally. And, like, get everything you want. That's, like, horrible. That would have been a horrible, like, thing to walk away with. And it sucks, like, when you watch a movie that you like and then it has a shitty ending. And this one didn't. And I think that's, like, 
Literally I the last it. sec, last yeah. minute of the movie. Yeah. That last shot, like, put everything into perspective. It's like, it was like the stark reminder of we were not supposed to be rooting for her. Yeah. Whole time you wanted to root for her. Why? Simply because she was a woman? Right. Is that why? She, the only time she was humanized, the only time was when she was, like, with Fran. Yeah. And, like, that relationship, like, they were tender or whatever. But- that was the only yeah. time. No, she was never likable throughout. No, she was not a hero. She was just the main character. Literally. She was just the protagonist. We were not supposed to be rooting for she her. She was more of an antagonist, honestly. Yeah. Like, shit. I don't know where the fuck people got the idea that the filmmakers wanted us to root for her. Right. That was not the point. No. Her and Roman are the exact same people. That's why they went into business together. And it's, like, scary to think that, like, even after she died, he... He still has a business yeah, that's he's still happening. It. Like, of course, he would continue it. I mean, I don't know. She would if it were reversed, right? I will say though, like their relationship, Fran and Marley's relationship, was like separate from like the plot of the movie. Was like really easy and like it was seamless. And like I didn't even know they were together like from the jump, and then like all of a sudden they were. I don't know. I thought that was like really cool that we got to see uh, a really like um basic like plot structure and like it not be like a male love interest you know and and you're right like the only time she was that marley was like a person was when she was with fran and like they had like a really seemingly loving relationship really supportive yeah of each other yeah well i won't say necessarily healthy because they both suck no i mean they loved each other and it was working yeah, so, hey. I was completely thirsting after Isaac Gonzalez the entire time. I'm like, I need to look up and see if she's gay. She's it not, was, is she? I don't think so. I'm about to be a clown right now. Hold it was on. like really hard for me to handle. I remember the first time we watched it, I screamed approximately five I times because I just couldn't handle how hot she is. It's insane. Isaac Gonzalez and Rosamund Pike call each other wife on their Instagram I know. Posts. I know. I just thought I'd say that. I'm going to lose it. Oh, they are both straight. Pike and Gonzalez mm. are both straight. Come on. That's so rude. Enough. Like, I don't like that. Like, don't do that to me. I I'm I look like a clown. I look like a gay don't clown. Don't make me fall for a straight girl. No. How dare you? No. I'm fully and completely in love. Isaac Gonzalez was the plot. <laughs> yeah. There was no other plot actually. Uh, Disregard the entire episode. Just just Isaac Gonzalez. And like Gonzalez. every outfit she wore was just no, amazing. For me, it's like the way people like turn their head and look at things. I'm like constantly staring at people. <laughs> so it's like the when she like turned when she like <laughs> turned her head out of the car. I have to scream. I'm Ugh. like I have to get silent because otherwise I will scream. <laughs> My side profile could never. No, I know. Could never. It depresses me sometimes. If I think Ugh, about my side profile for too long, it depresses me. I can't. For yeah. like a whole week. That's why I don't look at it. Like if I'm like walking past a window, I like I have to look into it because I don't want to see my side profile and my peripheral. I know. I want to get like, I want a facelift. I don't think a facelift is going to help me. I think I need a new body. Need what? A new body. Oh my god. Well, a new head. Maybe triple jaw surgery. My cousin got lipo on her chin one time and it just didn't do anything. And I'm like, you spent like a grand. No, 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 no. Also, the like, the 
tie belt and like how like Rosamund Pike was standing in that one scene, like when she went to the dentist and she was wearing like the the like button down shirt and the slacks and like the tie belt. You know what I'm talking about? That outfit. Oh yes, with the blue shirt on for the culture with the milk yeah. in her hand. Yeah, yeah, it was badass. There's like no way that was the other thing. Like like. They were so obviously gay, like, to me. Yeah. Like, there's no way a straight woman would have worn anything these women were wearing, like, for the most part. Minus, like, the real basic shit, but. Or even um, acted. Right. I'm so mad. I'm just mad. That's all. Yeah. That's all I have to say. It was kind of sad that they, like, got married and everything. And then she, (sighs) you know. Yeah, but they didn't deserve the happy ending. No. no. You can't call it like a kill your gaze situation when she literally Hell no. deserved it. She was a psychopath. Yeah, it didn't happen because Bro, she was gay. She was hurting people. She was ruining people's lives. She I don't care what y'all want. There's no way she should have been alive. Like the fact that she could think of like what to do while her car was literally like sinking in a river and she somehow got out of that is insane to me. How long did she hold her breath? That's the thing. God. They they had us watch her go through all of that crazy shit and you want to root for her solely because she's the main character. You forget all the bad shit she was doing. You're like, damn, get out of the car, get out of the car. Because what else are you going to do? Right. Like stay in the car and die? It's boring, right? (laughs) You want to ask her to get out and maybe... So they weren't humanizing her, even even when she was fighting for her life. Yeah. And we were rooting for her to fight for her life. That's just a human thing. Yeah. You want someone on screen to fight for their life, right? Yeah. So maybe it was just to say that, like, bad people exist, like, all the time and everywhere. And, like, sometimes they go and sometimes they don't. It's just, like... If she was, like, happens. doing... If, like, she was doing something good, like, if she was... Um, like if her, if she had the exact same personality, but her career or her motives were like good and like for, for the common good and like helping people, she would have been like a good, like feminist icon or whatever. And like, it's okay that her personality was like this strong independent woman tm tm you know strong independent woman and she was also shitty mm. she was shitty and like just epitome of a white feminist i don't believe white feminism even is feminism because it doesn't do anything to dismantle the patriarchy no if anything it upholds it unknowingly which is you're really fucked up. you're using your femininity as a way to hold your place in society And pushing other women down at the same time. Because you can't hold that place in society unless you push other women down. Which is exactly what she was doing. The hatred for women of color is that deep. She was taking a marginalized group of people, elderly people, and abusing them. And putting them in situations. She was taking perfectly healthy, for the most part, elderly people. And making them sick. She was. She went to the the freaking uh, home director, or whatever, and was like, "I want you to up her meds. I want you to make sure she doesn't sleep. I want her to be sedated all day so she lives in a fog." Like, she tortured That'll these poor people. Her, yeah. yeah, like 
I don't know. And the fact that, like, Roman, after Marla did all of this to his mom, decided to go into business with her? Are you insane? Do you really love your mom after she just tortured your mom for, like, a straight month? What the he fuck? He probably loves his business just as much. That's so fucked. I can't. Kind of like how Marla loves her girlfriend, but loves her yeah. business just as much. Yeah. That's how you know that they're immoral people. Exactly the same pe- person. The money and the f- power comes above all. Yeah. Nothing else matters, to be honest. Yeah. But the movie itself, like, is so enjoyable because it really is just like this cat and mouse game the whole time. It's like these two bad gate bad gays these two bad guys like playing like tag the whole time just trying to like get one another and that's entertaining yeah and it it is it's like an entertaining movie to watch and it's like it's one of those movies where like you think it's one thing in the beginning and then it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier like the whole time the plot just thickens yes and it's so great i loved it i really loved loved it. it It was so dark. It was, like, dramatic. I don't know. It Sure, like, the ending was shocking initially. But all you have to do is ask yourself one more time, like, why you felt offended by her dying. Yeah. That's, like, that's some deep shit, yeah. bro. Somebody call Russ into the room. <laughs> you just have to <laughs> mentally fuck the shit out of her. <laughs> Elevate your mindset. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no. This was a fucking masterpiece. You know why? Because American Psycho with Patrick Bateman was a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. Fuck you. I know, it like, just what, was. what is your actual, like, criticism of it if if not just, if the point's not going over your head? Because the writing was good, the cinematography was good. Like, the double standard it. of, like, having a bad person in a movie is almost never applied to women. It's never applied to queer people. No. We don't have, you know what I mean? We have no room to be bad. It's like if you yeah. if you see a queer person in, the, in a movie, it's like that's the thing with like any marginalized group. Queer people aren't allowed to be bad people. Yeah. Movie. Like if you're not like a cis straight white person, like you're not allowed to be bad because you're automatically representative of your entire community all of a sudden. So it's like it's kind of cool that, like, she was... Not cool. I don't want to say, like, it was cool, but, like, queer people are... There are queer people that are bad. That Like, they like it's almost humanizing to, like, see any person of a marginal... Like, anybody should be allowed to be a bad person. <laughs> like, that's... Literally. The, that's a weird thing to say, but, like, anybody should be allowed to be a bad person, and it shouldn't come back to the fact that they belong to a marginalized group. It's just because they're a person and they're bad. Thank you. And that's it. And that's it. My, I think my only criticism, like real criticism of this movie is that like the whole movie is a satire character on like white feminism. Yeah. But it was made by a white man and that I immediately want to be like, oh, that's like narrow reach feminism. And I'm like, I'm, I don't know. Because it was made by a white man, I'm not even sure if like. The, the narrative yes. that we're picking up on is intentional. Yes, that's what no I'm idea. saying. Now I'm like unsure. Is because it was made by him, is he trying to send a good message or a bad message? Right. We don't know. We have no idea. I think it was supposed to be a bad message because, like, I read that 
he was like inspired by stories of elder abuse and like guardianship abuse and stuff like that. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the white feminist narrative was intentional. That just means that he knew she was a bad person. Like, I have no idea if like he, if that, if the white feminist stuff even occurred to him, you know, we could just be like, but that's the thing. That's the thing with all like art forms is it's up to the audience's like interpretation. Like we can take away from it what we want and we can make it like about that, I guess. There's like this Tumblr uh, text post. Um, hold on, I got like something. Oh my god! With people's like criticism of the movie being like, "Oh, she's so problematic." There's like this Tumblr text post that lives rent free in my head, and it's like, "Oh, this character's problematic," and it's like. Yes, it's a story that involves conflict and drama. Like, that's the whole point of a story is... True! Do oh you, my god. Like, characters are supposed to be problematic because every single person alive is problematic. Like, mm-hmm. you can't have a perfect character because it's not realistic. That's so true. Normalize that. Ordinary people can be bad. Yeah. Sorry. Bad people are ordinary people. Yeah. To be honest. That includes the gays, the theys, <laughs> the she's, the he's, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I still think people should watch it. No, so I really like this movie. I'll probably watch it again. Like, Watch it for the drama alone. It's just like a fun, and it's like a borderline action movie. Like I for the second half. I love psychological thrillers because it's like, it's like a psychological analysis of a psychopath. That's yeah. why I liked American Psycho so much and Wolf of Wall Street so much. Because it's like, it's crazy seeing what some people will do or what some people would throw away for money and power. Yeah. The way Marla Grayson talked about money and power, she was like, I want to be, be rich like how rich people are yeah. rich. I want to be able to use it as a weapon. $10 million, that's real money. A bludgeon. I want to yeah. use my money as a bludgeon. That's how you know it was about power. It wasn't about, like, actually helping people. It wasn't about anything but being... She was just, like, a giant capitalist. That's all it was. Fascinating. She's so typecast. It's hilarious. Rosamund Pike. She's good. I like that. I like that um, character trope she's got. Yeah. Oops. Anything else? Nope. That's great. Isaac Gonzalez, please um, turn me down so I can move on. (laughs) say that about every single person in this podcast. But holy shit. Oh my god. Rosamund Pike too. Just not with the bob. Not with the shit. Not with the bob. (laughs) She always has a bob. What the hell is that? I love her. I love her. What a good cast. Ow, Willie. Damn, he just completely jabbed me in the kidney. In the kidney. What do we say? I'm trying to think of a small business shout out. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's your turn. Business shout out. Um, there's this. Hold on.
Are you looking for a small business? I, I know who I want to do, but I think it's black owned, but I don't know for sure, so I don't want to say. Oh, true. If it's not. You should shout out Soul Cycle. Oh my God. <laughs> I like, like Soul Cycle and everything. Like, I like the, the actual, like, physical activity part of Soul Cycle, but the whole vibe of it makes me want to die. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I really like cycling. I would get a bike. It's really something when, like, you're not skinny and, like, how out of place you feel in spaces. It's insane. But whatever. Um, <laughs> small business shout out for this week. Um, there's a little uh, local um, mini kind of grocery store specialty food um, market in our neighborhood, Pigtown. It's called Culinary Architecture. I believe it's black owned, but it, I'm not positive. But I do believe it's black owned. What a great name, Culinary Architecture. Um, it says Culinary Architecture is a reliable source of fresh food and groceries in our community that is safe and sanitary. So they are like COVID safe and everything. And um, they do. They have like really. Um, they have like posters all over their front door, like saying like like really nice like graphic design posters of like wear your masks and like we're sanitary and like six feet apart and blah 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 um they really promote like shopping local they have a lot of like specialty um items from like local vendors like meat and cheeses and oils and stuff like that um they also have like their own kitchen so they make um their own food that they cater um, and it's just a really beautiful spot and it's a really just small little local market. Um, it's on Washington Boulevard and Baltimore. Guys, should check it out. Wow. What are we talking about next week? Um, I may destroy you, I think, right? Very nice. Yes. Next time we'll be talking about I May Destroy You by Michaela Cole. Snubbed of a fucking Golden Ugh. Globe nomination. Thank you. Um, we will be discussing that thoroughly, so please go watch it. It's amazing. That's one of the best shows I've ever seen. I can proudly say. I really know I'm going to like it. I I've seen her the first cool. two episodes, and I really like it so far. It's so good. Just a massive like trigger warning on it, obviously. For but sure. do your research and like give it a watch if you can. It's amazing. I believe you can binge it on HBO Max. Yes, sir. Right. Um, this has been um, The Princess of Genovia. See you next week. Fuck, I forgot her name. <laughs> Lily Moskovitz. Moskovich? Lily Moskovitz. Lily Moskovitz signing out. <laughs> Garcia.